All right, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thankful that we can gather together once again and study your word. Lord, we lift up each and every one of these prayer requests that have been mentioned here this morning and those that were not mentioned. Lord, we ask that as we open your scripture this morning and look in the example that we're going to look at this morning in Noah, that, that you just open our eyes and our ears of understanding, that we may see the attitudes and principles that are in your word that we must adhere to and we must strive through your, your grace and mercy to, to adhere to in order that we might have the right relationship with you. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me this morning to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. Now, before I read this, we're told little about Noah's parents. Uh, men did not walk with God until that point, right? So, what we do know is that that Noah is a, a descendant of believing ancestors. Okay? He is the great-grandson of Enoch, who we talked about last week. He is the grandson of Methuselah. And his father's name was Lamech. Okay? And when, when, Lamech, when Noah was born, Lamech, we can... We can Read between the lines of where Lamech's, uh, his spiritual condition, because when he was born, he called, he, he says in the Bible that he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. So we, we can, it, it is implied there that, that Lamech was a God-fearing man. Okay? Uh, it, 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 God may even have revealed to Lamech some, some, something about Noah and the future. We don't know it for sure. But, but we can infer or, or surmise that, that Lamech was a God-fearing man. Okay? Husbands, fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers... Your walk with God affects the generations behind you. Period. You don't ever get to, get to retire from that. Never, ever, ever, ever. The prayers that you pray as a great-grandfather for your family and God's covering, which we'll, we will see in the end of this message, can have a, a huge effect both eternally and temporally on your family and the generations after you. So you don't ever get to, to retire from that. It, 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 so it appears that maybe God had revealed something of his future purposes in connection with Mo, Noah to Lamech. We don't know. The times in which Noah lived were, were, the Bible says, horrendous. And we'll see that here in a minute. Here in a minute. So we don't have an excuse to, to, for that phrase to come out of our mouth that, I'm sorry, Kevin, I, I, I gave you a nod that yes, I understood, and I, I just now thought to move it. 
We don't have an excuse, and that phrase should never come out of our mouth, but we live in the, the times in which we live in, da 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 Have we ever said that or heard that or thought that? Bull butter. Get that out of your mouth. The times in which Noah lived, in my imagination, were worse than they are today. And we're going to see that here in just a second. So, let's, let's read here from verse 1. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. These sons of God are the fallen angels. Okay? When, when, when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, one-third of the angels followed and went with him. Okay? The sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Are you with me this, thus far? Satan's angels or demons looked upon the, the, the daughters of men on earth and lusted after them and went into them and, and reproduced and that's where these, these freaks came from. And God looked down on it and said, No. Absolutely not. I will not tolerate it. And I will put an end to it. Verse 5, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was, on, was only evil continually. Now, did, did you catch that? It says, not most, not a lot. It says, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. All of them. Complete separation from God. Okay? Now, God saw this wickedness of man. And, and they've, it's just been told to us here how great it was. It, 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 was it, it, it was so great that we're fixing to see here in the next verse that it grieved him. It grieved God. Let's go on. I'm going, to repeat, I'm going to repeat five. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent and the thoughts of, the, of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. It grieved him. So the Lord said, verse 7, I will destroy man from whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made man. That's a pretty bad state to be in, isn't it? Amen. 
Sin has so consumed the earth that, that it's running rampant. You say, well, preacher, God is God. Is God. Why didn't he put us... Why, why didn't he stop it and do something? He's fixing to. He's fixing to. You say, well... God created all that, and you tell me that He knows everything. Did He not know this was going to happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, why did He allow this to go on? I can't answer that. Only God can. But I know one thing. I know what comes from it, and that's Jesus. Grace. We're going to see that here in just a minute. Sin was so awful in the earth that it, it just grieved God. But he says here in verse 8, what does he say? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the first place in Scripture where we see the word grace. Grace is the foundation of every life that is well-pleasing to God. Hear me now. Grace is the foundation. It has to be, doesn't it? Grace is the foundation of every life that is well-pleasing to God. It is the source from which issues every blessing we receive. Grace is the source which issues every blessing we receive. It was the graces of God and not the graces of Noah which persevered Noah from a watery grave. This was a time when sin was ravaging the earth. Now think about Noah for a minute. Noah is the only one that found grace in, or, uh, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What, what, what we're going to see here the things about his character and his faith that must have separated him from the rest of the world. Sometimes do we not feel like we're out here by herself on an island? Amen. Well, when you get weak in your faith and you start getting a little bit depressed about it, go read about Noah. Because I'm going to tell you something, you've never been on an island like Noah was. Noah was the only one. I can imagine... The, the pull at Noah, Noah's just a man. Noah is the same kind of nature you and I had, have. Can, can you imagine with all this sin and the, 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 the things of sin that appeal to our nature that's going on around him? The struggle and the pull and the terror at Noah to remain strong and faithful. I can tell you, I'd have probably just threw, I, 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 I'm so weak, I would probably, I'd have just probably give in. 
say, well, I would have too. No, that's not true. If you're chosen by the Father, He will provide the strength, the courage, the grace, and the whatever you need to stand. He's not going to let you go, remember? So if you are truly one of His elect, we'd have, had, we'd have been able to stand just like Noah. Because our, my Bible promises that he doesn't let one get away. It's his. This time that we were in right here, where we're seeing Noah, it was, it was when sin of the creature, I want, you to, I want you to really grasp at how bad it was. Or try to. We can't because we didn't live in it. But, but it was bad. It was when sin of the creature had reached its climax that grace toward Noah was exercised and displayed as if to touch to teach us from the beginning that it is there is nothing within us there is nothing within us that that measures up or or deserves divine favor it's all grace it's all grace Verse 9, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. Perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Think we got a lot of violence now? I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I hadn't seen it, didn't see it, didn't live it. But I got a feeling that, that, that when, when he says that, that sin was at a climax, you can't even imagine. We can't even put into our imagination how bad it was. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Now, sin was taking over, wasn't it? Sin was running wild. It looked like God was about to end it all. And everything that was alive was about to go to a watery grave. But Noah found grace. It has never, listen to me now, it has never been easy for a believer to live a life that brings glory to God, not even with the support of his fellow saints apart from grace. You and I can, can lift each other up. We can cheer each other on. We can comfort one another. We, we can be in each other's ear 24 hours, seven days a week, and, and we still cannot live a life that is pleasing and glorifies God without and apart from grace. Amen. Period. It takes grace. Here was a man who was compelled to set his face against the whole current of public opinion or conduct. He had resolved, Noah had resolved that he was going to honor God. And that he was not going to partake in anything that dishonored God. Which was the rest of the entire world. 
It's faith, isn't it? That's grace. Grace poured out on Noah. So 6.9 says, This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. I want to stop there. He was a just man. What does that mean? The ground for justification for the believer is the blood of Christ. Our grounds for justification is the blood of Jesus. What's the Bible say? The, the just shall live by faith. Faith in Jesus. Faith by which the... The faith by which Noah was justified before God was evidenced in him being made by fear. We'll see that here in a minute. Moved, I'm sorry, moved by fear. He was moved by fear. His faith convinced him that, that whatever God said and whatever displeased God, he believed it. And it moved him by fear not to partake in what the rest of the world was partaking in. He feared God. The next thing it says here, he was perfect in his generations. Means that Noah and his family kept themselves separated from the rest of the world. They were separated from the moral evil and the, and the, the sin-ravaged life that was going on all about them. They preserved themselves from contact with that mess. He was perfect in his generations. He was the only one. And, and can you imagine... The church services that must have taken place in Noah's house. I can, I mean, he's got three boys. I don't know how old they are here. But I, I can just, I think about my two key kids. And how the world tries to suck them in. I, I'm sure he was preaching day and night. Because there was nothing outside his house that was holy. I mean, our kids at least, I mean, there are some clean things they can go partake in. A few left. But there was nothing roundabout outside Noah's dwelling or where Noah was that, that was clean. <clears throat> so I can only imagine that, that he must have been in their ear all the time. We, we don't do this. God doesn't honor that. On and on, I'm going to tell you something. It's an example for us. Your kids don't ever get too old for you to remind them of the things that honor God. Your family never gets too old for, for you to sit down and have prayer with them and say, we serve a living Savior. We serve a living God. And, and we follow, what, what is the Scripture as for me in my house? I will serve the Lord. It, your family never gets too far away to remind them of that. Because I'm going to show you here in the end of this, this chapter what Noah's faith did for his family. Noah's faith. 
We don't know anything about the rest of them's faith at this point. But Noah's faith. Daddy's faith. Grandpa's faith. Great-grandpa's faith. Mama's faith. He was perfect in his generations. Next it says that he walked with God. Now we saw that in Enoch, didn't we? It says he walked with God. It is only, listen to me now, it is only through a walk with him, God, that we are kept from the evil round about us. If you're not walking with God, you are subject to, to the evil and the sin that's going on round about you. You have stepped outside that protection, that sphere of protection, when you, when you quit walking with God. But it says Noah walked with God. He, he, he was kept. God kept him. He kept him in courage. He kept him in faith. He kept him in grace. He kept him in mercy. We, we could go on and on and on and on and on and the ways that God kept him. But in order to be protected from, from, from the evil round about you, you must, we must walk with God. Now I want to I, I take a snapshot here and, and, and jump and talk about Noah's faith. First of all, Noah's faith was grounded in God's Word. Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. Amen. Noah's faith was grounded in the Word. It said, being warned of God. He heard God's Word audibly, or however God communicated to him. But, but it was still God's Word. Our method of God's Word today is the Word of God. I'm not saying God doesn't speak to people, but I haven't heard Him yet say, Scott, blah, 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 blah. not saying He can't because He can do all things. But, but this is the Word of God. And if we are going to live by faith and we are going to walk with God, we have got to have a healthy diet of the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you something. I would venture to say that in, in any of us in this room today got a, enough of the Word of God in our life. You can't get too much. That's a buffet that you can't ever get full of. You can't walk up to that, that table and say, I can't take no more. I'm telling you. His faith was grounded in the Word of God. The connection, the, the connection with Noah's faith also was in, in its sphere. His faith laid hold of things that he hadn't even seen. His faith believed in when God said he was going to be done with it, that he was going to be done with it. He feared him. Okay? So he laid hold of the things that he hadn't seen yet. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, Excuse me. For we walk by faith, what? Not by sight. Because he was in tune with God's word, and because he was listening and, and he, he, he feared what God said and he had faith in what God said, he laid hold of the things that he, that he hadn't seen yet. We must be able to lay hold of things unseen. We must be able to, to, by faith, believe that what God said in the future is, 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 is coming to pass. And me, just like you, Satan's always trying to discredit that, isn't he? One, one of the biggest things I think we all can attest to or be familiar with is for, for our whole lives we've heard, oh, I think this is the end. Oh, I think, I think God will be here. I think He's coming quickly. He is coming quickly. I don't know about you, but uh, we've flown through 2021 like, Amen. I mean, w- He is coming quickly. I believe by faith that every word in that Bible is true. And that Bible tells me, the Word of God tells me that He's coming. He's returning. He's returning. returning. He's going to take His people home. I don't know if I'll see it this side of glory or on the other side. But it's going to happen. 100%, 1000% for sure, it's going to happen. By faith, I take hold of those th- that thing I haven't seen. And believe it with all my heart. Noah did the same thing. Okay? Noah did the same thing. So, by doing that, he was moved by fear to act. Okay? Let's go to verse 13. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Okay, now Noah hadn't seen it. This is what he's he's taking the things unseen, okay? Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits. Now, can you imagine? I'd have been like, hold on, God. Let me write this down. You shall make it, uh, the window, uh, let's see, where was I? Then the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, with 50 cubits, its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its, in, its side. You shall make it with low, lower, second, and third decks. Now, he didn't just tell him to go build an ark. He laid out the ground rules for him, didn't he? He told him the details. God wants to get in the details of your life. He wants to be in the the, the minute, the, the smallest details of your life. But yet, we don't go to him for every detail, do we? We only go when the when the catastrophes happen. 
but he tells him by detail how to build this ship. And behold, in verse 17, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing, all the flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Not male and male or female and female. But of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, of every creeping thing, of, every, of earth after its kind, to, of, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take to you, for yourself of all food that is eaten and you shall gather it to yourself and it shall be food for you and for them. Now, after God told him that, can you imagine the thoughts <laughs> of what of what an undertaking this is supposed to be? You want me to build this huge ark This puts Noah's faith in perspective. And you, you're telling me that all these wild animals, one male and one female of every kind, are just going to show up and get on it? And I'm supposed to believe that? And you, you think me, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, we're going to be able to build this ark in the amount of time before you start flooding and that not only that but that it's going to float can you imagine Noah's human Noah has a fallen nature what leads me to believe that Noah's thoughts and, and, and things that go through Noah's head aren't like mine But he, his faith must have been stronger. God had ordained Noah for this moment. God had prepared Noah for this moment. And he had also prepared his family to follow Noah's lead. He's doing, he, he's doing a work in all of them. I mean, I can just imagine walking up, hey, justice tomorrow, we're going to start building an ark. I want, you to, I want you to get out there and put up blocks. How big is it going to be, Daddy? Oh, 100-something foot long, 60, 70 foot tall. What do you think his response to Daddy's going to be? You've lost your mind. We don't hear any of that. We're not told what the conversations were. We don't need to know. What we do know is the end result. That, that they followed the lead of their godly father. That Noah's faith had such an impact on his family that they got in line and honored God. Mm, that's where I want to be. That's what we know. So Noah's faith, because his faith 
Because of his faith, he believed things unseen. The things that God had told him were going to come to pass, he believed that without a shadow of a doubt. And it moved him by fear because he knew God's wrath was coming on the world. It moved him by fear to build the ark. Listen to this. Faith not only relies upon the precious promises of God, but it also believes His solemn threatenings. You can't take bits and pieces of God's Word and only believe parts of them. You have to believe all of them. The promises as well as the threatenings. Because if, if you believe only bits and pieces, you don't have any faith at all. <coughs> You either have it or you don't. You either believe all of it or you don't. We're not allowed to pick and choose in God's Word what we believe. It doesn't work like that. Noah had received from God a gracious promise. But he, also, he had also been warned of the coming judgment which should destroy all living things. His faith believed both the promise and the warning. Amen. So he prepared the ark. James, uh, I think it's 517, I can't even read my own writing, says this, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Noah's faith produced righteous works by building the ark. The, the godly fear that he had of our Lord produced the works of building the ark. James 2.14 said, What doth it profit, my brethren, if someone says he hath faith but does not have works? Those are righteous kind of works we, we see in Noah. Those are the fruits of righteousness that produce righteous works. Noah prepared the ark. And by preparing the ark, it also saved his family. Because Noah honored and was obedient to God, and his faith was, tr was, was true. It saved his family from the flood. Now, God always honors faith. God honored Noah's faith and allowed his whole family to be saved. <coughs> Scripture furnishes us many examples of God's blessing coming upon those who exercise faith themselves on account of others. Noah's faith issued in temporal Noah's faith issued in temporal salvation for his entire family. Say so that's not eternal salvation. No, it's not. But I'm going to tell you something. It's important to have temporal too. 
When, when, when you are in a world of sin-ravaged things going on like Noah was, and like we would like to claim, claim that we are, it, it is a blessing and a mercy from God for, for, for you or your family or someone close to you to experience temporal salvation under your covering. That's why I say you don't ever get to retire. Daddies, granddaddies, great-granddaddies, great-great-great-granddaddies, if you're still living. Because your walk with God can affect both the eternal and temporal salvation of those under your umbrella. And they don't ever get out from under your umbrella until you're gone. But because of Noah and his honor to God and his obedience to God, that whole family, even the boys' wives, they were old enough to be married. Even the boys' wives, who we have to assume came from lineage of all that mess that was fixing to be destroyed, right? We don't know anything about them, but, but I think it's safe to assume we don't have incest going on. We don't know anything of Noah's daughters. If there were any, or if there were, evidently there weren't. But because of Noah's faith, even those girls, even those girls, who probably didn't see much wrong with the way their families was living, were allowed to go on the ark and be saved from the flood. Your faith, your faith carries out implications and, and, and flows much further out from just your house. It reaches from generation to generation. And God looks upon our walk and blesses from generation to generation or curses from generation to generation because of our faith. Noah's faith. Ooh. Verse 22 said, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Oh, that's where I want to be. So he commanded commanded me that what I that's what I want to do. Because the end result is Noah saw his reward. Noah got his reward. Because he condemned the world and he had faith in God, Noah got his reward. His faith became sight, just like Enoch's did. That's, that's my goal. I don't care what kind of mansion I got. I don't care what kind of job I'm, he's got in store for me. I don't care about any of that. That's all icing on the cake. All I want to be is getting there. 
I want to stand before, before him one day and he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'll clean toilets from there on out. I don't care. But in order for my faith to become reality, I've got to have a righteous walk with God. I've got to feed on His manna daily. I've got to be justified by the blood of Christ. I've got to be perfect in my own generations. And I've got to have faith like Noah. Faith that only can come by His grace poured out on me. My works, I've got to have righteous works, not works of myself. But works that are produced from righteousness. And then I'll get to reap my reward. My faith will become sight. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your example in Noah. We thank you for your grace. Your grace that you bestow to each and every one of us that will see us through. That will give us the courage to stand in a sin-ravaged world. Your grace that will give us more faith. That we can be an example to our families and, and, and walk a walk that is honoring You. Lord, I just pray that You would be with us. Protect us. Father, I lift up our Wednesday night service and pray that it honor and glorify You. If it be Your will, Father, draw them in. Bring them here. That we might share the gospel. And glorify You. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.